Welcome to this episode of the Essential Church Podcast, an ongoing conversation about some of the most important issues facing the local church today. I'm your host, Andrew Arndt, along with Pastor Brady Boyd, and uh, we have the good pleasure today of having our friend John Egan yes, with sir. us. John, I think most people know, but John has been around New Life for nearly 20 years. Is that right? Almost 18 years. Dang, yeah. almost two decades. And he's written some <laughs> incredible worship songs that have literally gone around the globe. A lot of our mm-hmm. listeners will know songs like I Am Free, uh, Overcome, Strong God, Here in Your Presence, Make a Way, and many others. Uh, John was a key part of the desperation worship movement for many years around here. So um, as so many things have changed at New Life, one of the things that has remained constant is John's presence, mm-hmm. helping to lead God's people here at New Life into worship. So uh, John has a new album coming out this month called Unveil. And we wanted to sit down and talk with him about it and about all that he's learning and seeing God do in and around him. So welcome, John Egan. Thank you. So good to be here with you guys. Take a couple minutes here and tell us about the album. Give us an overview of what Unveil is <laughs> yes. and what it's about and what you're hoping for from it. Oh, wow. It's I am um, sitting now with uh, this album about to release. So I'm sitting on the eve uh, of kind of it just going out to the world. And you create this thing kind of, in the secret place or like almost in a vacuum. And yep. then all of a sudden it's, hey, everyone, here it is. And it's really, as the youngins say, it's all the feels. It's, <laughs> it's excitement and I'm, I'm really proud of it. Um, but it's also, you know, there's some fear that comes with it and it, which exposes some, wow, I guess I still have some control things. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's what a treat. Um, it's been the most amazing experience doing this project. It's a live album yeah. here with the church. Um, it's a technically a solo album, but it's, uh, just in that my name's on it, but there's nothing solo about this effort. I mean, the church was so involved in it. Um, we recorded for five months yeah. at our night of worship that we do every first Wednesday. We call it first Wednesday. And at the desperation conference in July is actually when we started recording. So it's the sounds of, of the people. Yeah. And, um, so it's it's been it's been really uh, it's been really amazing. I, for me, early on when I was started to work on this project and started talking it through, it was about it was a, for me it was about wanting to sing the song together. It was about yeah. giving the song almost back to the people. Not that it's been robbed from them, but when um, the you know worship today is all over the world and there's thousands of songs hitting uh, hitting us all the time and. Um, we've got all the lights going. We've got really, it's its never been kind of better, yeah. you know, but uh, a burden of mine is, are the people singing though? Are they singing more? Or are they less, singing less? And I wanted to create a project that we really heard the people singing, yeah. you know, it kind of, it sounds a little dramatic, but I wanted to give it, give the song back to the people, the priests, you know, it's the, of all believers. We all have a part to play in this. And so that was a big part of the the effort. That kind of gets to something I wanted to ask you about. I it's been fun watching these songs kind of grow yeah. over the last couple of years, and then even listening to the album yesterday, remembering moments where we recorded them together as a yeah. congregation. So these con- these songs have lived in the congregation. They're also intensely personal songs. Mm-hmm. So I, I, in my mind, when I listen to this, I, I feel like you walked this really fine line between writing songs that are very personal songs, but not making them. Like this is not John's journal entries right. set to music. Right. This is not John's confessional, yeah. but you've actually, you've written good congregational tunes from a very mm-hmm. personal place. Was that something that you consciously did or talk you, to us about that I, process? Yes. I mean, my story is not my story. It's God's story. 
um, I could declare the realities of my own life or I could declare something else. And yeah. uh, I think we, we do, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I think, I think that, you know, one of the opportunities we have for this album with it being a John Egan album is that we can kind of pull the curtain back a little bit and say, here's, here's John, here's yeah. the journey he, he's uh, been on, here's, you know, where he is. And um, so th- there is that opportunity, but when it comes to these songs, um, I want to equip the church yes. to be able to rise out of their current reality and sing a greater one. Um, you know, we have, ch- we have the choice to declare our weakness or we could declare his strength. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's the great kind of thing about worship is we don't just sing what we feel. We sing what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, we sing what we know is the ultimate truth, you yes. know? So is it true that, um, we all have a testimony. Is it true that we are all walking through real things? Yeah. Yes. But what's truer yes. is what's coming. What's truer is the hope of, of yeah. Jesus and the resurrection that's coming at us. And yeah. so I want to help people sing and address their current reality actually by singing yes. the greater, stronger, truer reality. We talk truthfully about where we are when we talk about it in terms of who God is and where we're going together. Yes. It seems like, John, you've been very transparent, mm-hmm. not only in the writing of these songs, but in talking about this album. You talked about a, a season of anxiety mm-hmm. you walked through. Yeah. And it seems like this project has been really medicinal for you. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the Lord's used the writing of these yeah. songs. Uh, although it's not John's personal journey, it's right. actually been your journey of healing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell us Absolutely. tell us how, how this helped yeah. you. What, what, what kind of healing happened well, as you wrote these songs? And that's the... That's the amazing thing about worship. Why I love worship so much is it's it's a weapon. Um, first of all, we were born for it. You know, it's in our blood. Is we're you know wired for worship. You know, the Lord made His people for Himself to declare His praises. And um, but then it's also like like King Jehoshaphat prayed. I don't know what to do in this situation, but my eyes are on you. Worship puts our eyes on the Father. puts a, puts our eyes on Jesus. And through that, we discover. Through that, we're lifted out of our our current, you know, stuff. So it's, it's true. Uh, I, most of my life I've had a propensity for, to get lost in maybe some fear or anxiety, I, not lost, but just, um, that could bring a, a bit of a black and white view on things, you know, and worship is what's kind of unveiled yeah. the eyes for me, my eyes to see something greater, see something more beautiful, which is God and his reality and his truth and what's coming. Mm. So I run to worship. I run toward it and I want our church to run toward it. Um, so yeah, worship's it's it's been the kind of antidote to my my journey with uh, with the propensity for fear, or these different things that I think a lot of people deal with. And um, yeah, it's a it's a gift. Well, we've been singing these songs at New Life uh, for a year now, mm-hmm. a, f- a handful of them. So when the album comes out. It's not going to seem new to a lot of new lifers. And I right. think this is an amazing thing that I want to talk about. A lot of people listening to this podcast may have an ambition or even a calling to write songs. Uh, and oftentimes they separate themselves from their local church in order to do that. They move to Nashville or they go to yeah. some place where, uh, where all the professionals are. But what you've done, John, is that you've embedded yourself into a community and you have written the songs in front of us we have sang these songs with you and although you're you're the author of Mm -hmm. the songs it seems like we've helped you craft it a bit Mm. because we've gotten to practice with you no question so tell me why is it so important for songwriters who may be listening to this 
to really embed themselves in a local church to be a part of a life-giving community. Yeah. Why is that so critical? You know, I I, I could have, um, you know, got this label, Integrity Music, and we got a budget for an album. I could have gone to Nashville and we get in the studio, and but it would have been missing, mm-hmm. you know, the... It would have been missing the church. And I mean, I, I can get emotional talking about the church because it's my love for the church. And to be honest, it's it's my their love for me that has lifted me. Yeah. Um, and t- doing these songs, five months of teaching songs, <laughs> I, I don't care who you are, that is vulnerable stuff. That is hard. That is high vulnerability and low control. And you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but to see the church say, we're for you, we're with you, and then to see them respond and sing, they they become, yeah, it, the song becomes theirs. It all of a sudden is out of my hands, and that's when it really gets beautiful. And, you know, I get emails or text messages about certain songs, and that's what, this process has been a lot of fun. So when this album comes out, it's going to be like you were saying, Andrew, I remember that, I remember this, yeah. I remember that. Hey, that might be me screaming. That might be me shouting. <laughs> right. That might be, you know, one of the verses of song, Pure Exaltation, you hear kids. yeah. You know, and they, the producers are like, should we turn the room mics down? I was like, no, no, no turn them up. Yeah. Because this has to sound like like the church. This has to sound like the people. How much in this process were you collaborating with other writers kind of on our on our staff with the songwriting process? Uh, we, I was sending songs to, uh, to guys like you and uh, theologians. I would send e- uh, emails to Brady. I want to do this song. I want to do this song on Sunday. I just want you to hear it first. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to sing a song on Sunday and our, our team is hearing it for the first time. Yeah, that's Actually, not I want us to own it together. Yeah. You know, we're in this thing together. Yeah. And um, that, that's, that's what, and the, you know, back to your, even your question about, you know, the, the amount of years here at church and being embedded in the local church. When I look at the Lord, when I'm looking for a fresh word from the Lord, I keep getting one thing, is that throughout all time, throughout the big story of God, throughout the whole narrative, is that, it, narrative is that he's faithful yes. and he's steady, yeah. even when we're not. How could I not just plant yeah. here, <laughs> you know? And yeah. then what a fun opportunity to be able to sing on this record with the people that I've been Yes. Planted here with some of these guys. Some of these people knew me when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, when I was you know, like a teenager when I got here. Well, you know, just just early twenties when I got here. That's really special and really unique. Yeah, when art comes out of community mm-hmm. and journey and family yeah. and story together, it's really it's better art. It's not just art that I made mm-hmm. somewhere over there yeah. and me just kind of reflecting on my inner state. Right. This is the, it was a shared thing. No, we this belongs to all of us. Yeah, we did it. Together. Yeah, this is ours. Yeah. So tell, tell us the story behind Unveiled. That That's my favorite song yeah. on the album. There's lots of songs that I like. Unveiled, when I first heard it uh, back last summer when you were writing it. I remember it. Wrecked yeah. us all when we heard yeah. it. We couldn't mm. sing it enough. Still can't sing it enough. Mm. Tell us the story behind I, that, I remember, that particular I don't know song. if you remember this, Bray, but we had, you and I had lunch and I said, I'm going up to the church because I'm going to sing a vocal on a demo of a new song I'm doing. And you said, well, I'm going to come with you. And I instantly, <laughs> I got, to sing. I instantly got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I got nervous because I wondered if you wanted to sing. And I thought, oh no, because you're going to hear this song. And it's, I'm in the studio trying to sing it. And I remember, and it stuck with me, um, I sang the song a couple passes and you had to go. And you said, first of all, what a song. And you said, good wow. grief. Those mm. two words, good grief. And uh, that really lifted me. You know, I remember that. And so you got to hear the song before we ever did it at church. Um, but that song came out. There's something about, there's certain songs that we're, we can only sing now 
Um, when all things are made new and Jesus comes and the earth is made new and we, he reigns and we reign with him, there's a fullness of glory that we'll experience. Yeah. And there'll be no more us crying out to see the glory because we're, we're in it. But in this time, in this life, we could worship one out of pain, which we won't do then. Right. And we could cry out for things we don't see. Right. And we will then. We can cry out for the glory of God. We could, we could, we could cry out, Lord, unveil our eyes. We want to see you. We want to behold you. Unveil our hearts. We want to know you. We want to praise you. Show yourself in a way that, you know, we'll leave it to you to show us in a way that won't destroy us. But we are going to be the faithful people on the earth right now to say, we want to see you. We, we, we're not there yet, but yeah. how close can we get? Yeah. And I think, I just feel like the Lord just delights in that. That's a song that they can give me now. What yeah. a sacrifice. Yeah. It's such a dangerous yeah. song to yeah. sing. Yeah, right. Because nowhere in the Bible does uh, someone have their eyes unveiled and see God where they're not terrified. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I remember the first time I heard the song, I went, this is a dangerous, right. not yes. a, a dangerous in a, like a, something that's going to hurt me, but what a risky song, what a, a compelling thing to say mm. to God, unveil my eyes to see you. Yes. Uh, it's a powerful song, mm. John. I yeah, hope, uh, so I think the world will sing the song mm. long after we're all gone. Uh, so. It's just one of those songs that I think is going to carry and transcend yeah. uh, for a long time into the church world. Yeah. Uh, mm. Tell me, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's another song at yeah. the table of the Lord, the yes. table that I found to be maybe the most pastoral song mm. you've mm. ever written. You're very prophetic. When you hear John Egan songs, you think prophetic and mm. and uh, mystical and mysterious yeah. and theologically rich. But this song actually is super pastoral. Yeah, it's out of the twenty third song. Yeah, come to the table. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tell me about the song. Well, the table of the Lord has the amount of angles to it is kind of overwhelming. It would it would need a million podcasts, and I'm only unpacking or, or really just discovering some of it, but we have the table of the Lord, of the Lord just breaking, you know, his, the bread and the cup and passing it out. And it's fully this uh, moment of encounter with him that doesn't depend on a worship leader mm -hmm. and a pastor and a worship set. It's just, this is a moment for Jesus. And we as a church have been going to the Lord's table now for, I mean, every, every week we've been going to the Lord's table for 2,000 years. Yeah, we've been, we have been doing it for 2,000 years, but we as New Life. Oh, New Life, yeah. yeah. Well, only, only seven. Yeah. Not, yeah, seven or eight. <laughs> and so there's things that have awakened me in that. And then, um, and then as, we, as you dive into Jesus, you can't but meet the Spirit and the Father. And, yeah, yeah. And there's this table that uh, the song started because I was imagining this table that the Father, Son, and Spirit were at. And there's an empty seat where, he says, where they say, come, this, is, this seat is for you. Um, you have a seat at this table. And in Psalm 23, I, um, I've pre prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. You know, I've, as I've dug into that, that's, there's kind of, there's a Hebrew tradition of, of banquets being outside and outdoors so it could be seen. Oh, that's good. If you were on the guest list, mm. you would feel honored because you'd be seen at the king's table. Mm. You know, so when he says, I've prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies, it's basically, it's him saying, I want to be seen with you yeah. in front of everyone. I, yeah. I want you at my table and I want everyone to know I want you at my table. Yeah. Um, so the mystery of the table has just been, you know, it's just awakening something in me. Yeah. So we try to write that song and we pulled from, it's like we pulled from many different places. Yeah. Um, but the big message is, is that we have, we're invited yeah. into it. 
Uh, John, while we're on the topic of songs, I think uh, one of the things that I was most struck by when I was listening through your album mm. is the balance in the kind of songs that are on there. So uh, my experience has been that some albums or some worship leaders get stuck in a certain kind of song. And I think that in the mm. church, there are different kinds of songs that we sing. Yeah. So we have songs that push us out into mission, songs that call us to the edges, mm -hmm. songs, this is how I think about it, songs that take us up mm -hmm. into exaltation, they yeah. take us up into God, and then songs that take us into the mystery of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And your album does a really nice job of balancing. Like those are, those are sort of three elements that are there. Was that something you. that you, it, it, how much do you carry that with you mm -hmm. as a, a consciously, I, I wanna try to write in those different directions or I want an album that kind of looks like that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things about spending so much time with the church yeah. um, is that you, you develop a burden for what they should be singing. Maybe a sense of what a steady um, diet, a yeah. balanced diet and, looks like for the church. Right. I mean, we're, we're together all the time. We're in this thing for the long haul. You know, I'm raising kids. Yeah. Um, it's just like that. I can't give them too much of this or too much of that. I, you know, I wrote almost 40 songs for this project. Wow. Um, and then it's a team of people that kind of help whittle it down. And my first song meeting I had, I whittled, whittled it down. We showed about, I showed about 25 songs. Uh, and then we got it down to 20 and then we had to get it down to 15 and, and then we got it down to 11. I think when we got it down to about 15, I was able to really look at it as a picture Yes. and start to kind of become an architect um, of what's missing. Mm -hmm. And that list of 15, I suddenly actually realized we don't have, I don't have yet an, a song of total exaltation, yeah. just language for the church, not you know, just to, to invite them to get pulled up right. and out of their situation or out of the reality and into heaven almost yeah. and, and encounter the king. And, and um, so I actually then said, there's a few songs I still want to write. I need to write this. And I didn't know that yeah. the songs were missing until uh, we got it down. So I did, I mean, I don't know if I use the language like you're using of in, up, and out. That's amazing. Um, pure is that, is that the song? That's pure, pure exaltation. exaltation that I came out of that. I cannot uh, wait for people to hear that song because yeah. that is one of those songs that just you're not. There's not a lot of work that you're doing around here. You're just sort of like it's instantaneous. Mm, <laughs> yeah, up. yeah. Uh, it was that was really fun to write because um, I got with the two guys, two friends of mine, Jason and Andy, uh, to write that, and it was really fun because the target was really. Mm. It was really secure, and we we're like, "This is what we're going after, and this is what I want." I mean, my my friend and um, one of our pastors here, Dr. Pete Sanchez, wrote an exaltation song that's pretty good called "I Exalt Thee." <laughs> yeah, that one's been around a while. Yeah, and um, but how do you when you get into that song, you are thrust into something, right. and um, I just was so taken by that, and it's like, I, not that I wanted to write an "I Exalt Thee" because I don't know if you could do that, but I wanted to just. I wanted to write something that was so vertical and yeah. so about praising God. And there's even language in there that's kind of, is this even clever? But like, I forget clever. Forget yeah. And we, we had this melody on the chorus and then we were, we were fleshing it out and we ended each phrase with simply, we worship you. Yeah. You know, is that, wow, could we do this? Could we do this? We tried five different things. It just, it was, we worship you. And then one of us said, this, this feels like pure exaltation, this song. I was like, oh, that's the title. It's a great mm -hmm. Easter song too. I know yes. I'm, I'm a pastor, yeah. so I'm always thinking of song, <laughs> new songs to sing at Easter, um, yeah. and that is a great Easter mm -hmm. song. Well, we'll do it for at all Easter. the worship <laughs> leaders that are listening to that. If you're looking for a new song mm -hmm. for your Easter set, 
That is a fantastic resurrection song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful, powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well done. But John, we, we need to wrap up in a couple minutes here mm. um, and we need to get you a, a product placement uh, <laughs> moment here out of the podcast here. But I want you to speak to, you know, you've been at this a long time now by worship leading standards. And so you've seen the good, the bad and the ugly and you've, you've wrestled with this internally. What does this call look like mm-hmm. to lead worship congregationally and to write songs? So I want you to speak a word to the younger worship leaders and songwriters out there. What are you encouraged by? And what do you, uh, what do you want to encourage them with that yeah. you're seeing out there? Um, I, I fear, a burden of mine is that the voice of the worship leader is um, being muffled or worship leaders are muffling themselves and they're falling back into some of the tricks. Um, um, We got great production. I mean, better production than ever on albums and in our, in our buildings. And um, we got big songs. I mean, there's, there's the most amazing songs coming out now Mm. um, that worship leaders actually can get by now by echoing and not being an actual voice. And my challenge to young worship leaders is use your voice. You're in the house, you're in the city, you're in the zip code, you know, um, write, write some original songs for your, for your church. I, th- I, you know, I, I think, I think churches sing their own songs the loudest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think they own it together. And yes, pull from the songs from around the world, the Lord's breathing on songs everywhere. Um, and pull from those songs, but not at the expense of you losing your voice. Yeah. It's John the Baptist. Who are you? Are you the savior? Are you the pro? Are you the- I'm just, I'm a voice. Yeah. I'm a voice in the wilderness declaring, prepare the way mm. for the Lord. As worship leaders, we are a voice. As writers, we, are, we could be an original voice for our community and don't be muffled. Don't, you know, don't, don't not speak. Use your voice, you know, and um, own it and rise up. You know, be, be a man of God, be a woman of God. That's great. I love that. Okay, tell us when the album is coming out and where people can get it. Tell us all about it. Mm. All right, commercial time. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, Friday, uh, this Friday, March 8th, is uh, the pre-order. And if you get the pre-order, you get a song called What You Said. And and then a week later on the 15th, you'll get a song called This Changes Everything, an Easter song, a resurrection song. And then... A week later, you get a song called Be Strong out of Psalm 40. And then the whole album comes out March 29th. iTunes, uh, everywhere you buy music. Spotify, all that stuff. Everywhere you buy music, Uh, it's available at the end of March. These songs are going to change people's lives, John. Mm. They're going to change churches. They're going to mm. fill people with hope. And we're so proud of you, John, just Thank speaking you. on behalf of the church. Yes. We're so proud of these songs. We are now, we're singing them with all of our hearts. They're changing us now. I think I think there's a half dozen songs that are going to be sung all mm. over the world, way past us. But every song on this album is mm. rich and good and powerful. And I'm I'm just proud, Thank to, you. proud of the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for the support, Pastor Brady. Andrew, the team here, it's really, I can go on and on. You can't do this without the family. You cannot do this without covering. And I've had that here and it means, it means everything to me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Essential Church Podcast. Our goal is always to strengthen and provoke the thinking of church and ministry leaders. And so if you found this or any episode helpful to you, 
please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help leaders just like you find our podcast. And if you have any comments or suggestions on people or topics you'd like for us to cover, be sure to let us know via social media. And of course, please do share this and other episodes you find helpful around the web. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you. Thank you.